and and you stick on you stick on a French film at ten in the morning, and they'll leave every swear word in there. They'll leave tits in there. The whole lot don't care. <laughs> Europe, they'll just chuck it all in. With or, or Italy, where it's like the advertising on TV is like <laughs> half of it is topless <laughs> woman lathering herself up with shampoo, even though it's now put for dog food. Berlusconi yeah. effect, eh? Guys, I, I've just yeah. realised I've really got pee. I'll be back in two seconds. <laughs> Straight from topless women to running out of the room. That's a worrying. Yeah, so. that is what's worrying, isn't it? Welcome. It's playoff time. This is a long sapper podcast. It's 2021. We've done. Somehow, the NFL have got 256 games done. Um, so, well done for that. We're now into knockout football. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. I am Adam. Rich, Pat and Mark, you're all with me. Good evening. How are we? Good evening. Hello. Well, thank you, Adam. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking, Pat. Nicest guy in podcasting. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I don't, I've forgotten who it was. Apologies. I doubt they listen, whoever it was. I may have put my foot in it there. Um, but someone was asking on Twitter, who's the nicest and coolest follow you have on Twitter? Um, obviously, Pat was the nicest. Moose Sissoko is the coolest. Um, so I gave that answer. And Moose Sissoko has scored his first goal in about 18 months, two years, um, about half an hour ago. So There's a little thank you for you. I'd, you. I'd like to think that the tweet somehow gave him a little boost that he needed. <laughs> not my fantasy um, team I don't care yeah, if, if, if the Premier League game. on your fantasy team you're an idiot <laughs> <laughs> quite frankly and also it's the League Cup so it won't be it oh, was yeah. Greg Atkinson that's, that's by the way true. Um, we, we digress uh, we, we, <laughs> we never do that <laughs> <laughs> shall we start with a quiz gentlemen yes um, always the same it's it's going to be about Derek Henry. I'm not going to lie. Um, Jack Humphrey calls him the milk floats. Um, others Jack, call him the Jack king. Changed his tune yet? You speak to him about this more than me. Has has he realised that he's good now, or is he still maintaining that he's that he's rubbish? I th- I don't. That's a good question. I think that the last couple of years, when it, it's hard to argue with how good he is, yeah. that his point has then become well, he can't sustain that. So the last couple of years, he's like, well, he's not going to repeat that next year. And then he has. And yeah. then even I'm going to be struggling to suggest that he's going to better 2020 and 2021. But he keeps doing it. So it feels like all those people who maintained after two years that Harry Kane was still like a one season wonder. And yet yeah. he kept on being brilliant every single year. I always love that. I think I think his argument morphed from he's not good to he's not he's no use for fantasy but that's not particularly useful as an argument this season because he's the number one running back in fantasy. Even even in PPR, I, yeah, he must. It's just, but he he's gone for two thousand and twenty-seven yards and he scored. I don't know how many touchdowns. Oh, he's yeah. he's not number one for PPR. He's uh, he's only number three. Oh, oh rubbish! Terrible. Rubbish! Then <laughs> definitely not worth first rounder. Oh. That kind of says that PPR isn't isn't quite right for what it's worth. Anyway, this isn't a fantasy <laughs> football podcast. Why would you listen to one Why of those? Why are we doing something? <laughs> All right. Um, it's going to be a, a game of good old-fashioned higher and lower, um, and you're each going to have a, a board to go through. Um, 
I'm going to take off the pressure this time. You, if you get one wrong, you'll just carry on. You're going to have 10 each um, on these boards. But before I do the boards, you've got a chance to get two points on the board, each of you, if you could answer a question about other people who have gone for 2,000 rushing yards in a season. Um, I am going to ask Pat a question first. And your question on this is, who is the only one of these running backs to have gone for 2,000 yards in a season when it was just 14 games? Ooh. I will guess Barry Sanders. That is incorrect. Either of you, I didn't specify the rules, but I'm telling you now. <laughs> Richard Mark could steal, if you like, to get one point. Either of you know. Mark. That's OJ Simpson. You are correct, um, oh, unfortunately. As a Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Um, okay, Mark, here's your question. Who has the most yards in a season at 2,105? Uh, Eric Dickerson. You are correct. This is going well, isn't it? In the that's right, because it's so Mark can't win them, my dear. But anyway, Rich, your question: Who did it most recently before Derek Henry this season? I would guess uh, Adrian Peterson. And you would be correct for a couple of points. Well done. All right, Pat. He got I'm... so close to the record, didn't he? he was like eight yards, was it eight nine yards away. Yeah, yeah. Really, really close. Yeah. All right, so. Pat, you've not started with any points. Mark's on three, Rich on two, but you're going to redeem yourself. I'm going to give you the choice of boards. Ooh. So you can pick career rushing yards, you can pick career receiving yards, or you can pick career rushing attempts. I will go career rushing yards. Career rushing yards, okay. All you've got to do for each of these is tell me whether they've got more or less or is it fewer? I always get my, the pedant in me comes out when we do this. Pedant. <laughs> um, Derek Henry has 5,860 career rushing yards. This is all of these are just regular season, by the way. Doesn't include playoffs for what it's worth. Um, and I want you to tell me whether each of these has more or less than 5,860. Um, the first name, Chris Johnson. I will go higher. Uh, that is correct. He has 9,651. Next up, Ezekiel Elliott. Lower. Uh, incorrect, unfortunately. He has 6384. Next, Mark Ingram. Oh, he's got about 12 this year, so that will help him. <laughs> uh, but he is 46. So let's go higher. <laughs> you are correct. 7,324. Okay, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Lower. Correct again. 5490. Okay. Cam Newton. Wow. Uh, lower. Lower is correct again. Uh, he is 5398. Um, next up, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Lower. Correct. It's five out of six. Four, seven, two, six for Carlos Hyde. Michael Vick. Lower. Lower than Derek Henry. Bad luck. He has over 6,000 rushing yards in his career. Okay, Alfred Morris. I'm going to say with lower. Uh, 
wrong again, unfortunately. 6173 for Alfred Morris. Melvin Gordon. How long has he been in the league? That's that's a lot of the skill with this, isn't it? <laughs> Lower. Lower is correct. He has five two two six. And finally, Steve Young. Lower. You are correct again. Four two three nine for Steve Young. That is seven out of ten for you. Very good. Solid. Solid indeed. That's a okay. Dennis Irwin performance. <laughs> Rich, you were next. I'm going to let you choose between the other two. Would you like career receiving yards or career rushing attempts? See, I was thinking about this and I was thinking receiving yards is probably going to be a bit more random. So I'm going to go with rushing attempts because that's more of a longevity thing. Okay. The career receiving yards is dedicated to Jack, obviously. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, all right, career rushing attempts. Derek Henry has 1,182. So, first up, Saquon Barkley. Ooh, I think fewer. Yeah, it's, it's like only a couple of years in the league, 497 yeah. attempts. But, but they have ridden him pretty they hard. They have. The, the, so have the Titans with Henry, to be fair. That's true. Except at the goal line for the first couple of years. <laughs> well, they've only ridden him that hard in the last couple of years, but um, which is... So that's not really that relevant. Well, it could be. Who knows? Marshawn Lynch is your next name. Oh, more. Yeah. Or, uh, two, four, five, three. Um, next, Le'Veon Bell. Ooh. I think fewer. You would be wrong, I'm afraid. He has one, wow. five, five, six. Um, Nick Chubb. Uh, fewer. That's 180. Career rushing attempts. All right, Jamal Charles. More. Yes, well done. One four oh seven. Devonta Freeman. Ooh, that's tricky. Because he's been around a while, but he spent a lot of that time sharing the workload. I'm gonna go with fewer. You're correct again. Well done. One thousand and five career rushing attempts. All right, David Johnson. Well, more. Uh, you'd be wrong. He has no. 928. Um, Reggie Bush. More, despite mostly being a receiving back. Uh, he does have more. 1286. Um, Latavius Murray. Oh, God, that's a tricky one. <laughs> He's been around for ages, but barely ever as a main back. I'm going to go with Viewer. Nope, he has more. One, one, nine, one. He only has nine more, but he has more. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, because we're that accurate with the <laughs> with our knowledge on this. Uh, your final one is Giovanni Bernard. Oh, more. He doesn't. He's only got nine hundred and twenty-one. Wow. You have scored six out of Deep. ten, which will put you slightly into the lead. Deeply so, disappointed you didn't include Frank Gore in there for me. Uh, sorry about that. Well, it would be quite obvious. <laughs> <laughs> always, always more. I thought Saquon Barkley might be quite obvious, which is like your free starter, but you know, <laughs> you did get it right, to be fair. All right, you're up to your eight points. Mark, you're on three. Um, 
you're going to need six to win. And you've got Jack's round, career receiving yards. Um, Derek Henry has a whopping 692 of those, um, which is probably about 600 more than you might expect. <laughs> um, first up, AJ Brown, more or less than that. Um, then, well, 600? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to say more. You would be correct, yes. He's, he's gone for two separate thousand yard seasons his first two years. There's your free <laughs> one to start with. There you Thank go. you. You didn't overthink it. All right, no. next up, um, James Robinson. Less. Correct. Three, four, four. Um, Todd Gurley. More. Correct again. Two, two, five, four. Mike Gzicki. Been in the league less time, but obviously catches passes for a living. I'm going to say less. Uh, that's wrong, I'm afraid. He definitely has more than one, four, seven, five. Okay. Devin Singletary. <laughs> um, uh, less. Correct. Four, four, six, three. Uh, it's not that many less. Um, <laughs> T-, T Higgins. More. Correct. He has 908. Chris Carson. Um, I think he's quite good catching passes. I'm going to say he's hard. He's more. He is at 775. Not many more. Um, Raheem Mostert. He must have. Ooh. So I would think of him as being kind of like a a lot of yards after the catch kind of guy but I don't know whether that's just him actually just running it I'm going to say he's, he's more no he's not just 3-6-1 yeah. um, he's only, he only I think got particularly good numbers in the last couple of years he's yeah. been around a while but he's never done that much until recently he's got um, more yards on the injury cart than receiving <laughs> <laughs> this yes. year alone um, Chase Edmonds fewer is correct 610 and finally Nikhil Harry ha less <laughs> you would be correct <laughs> well done that's a pretty impressive 8 out of 10 added to your 3 points definitely gets you some music as per bloody usual Sorry. Mark 11 out of 10 same <laughs> <Just>. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what he brings us to the pod oh. that's it though I'm going to have to start bringing quizzes in a much more clever way or just just <laughs> ripping them full stop if you want but... Mark to lose you need different guests that's what you need it's not the question <laughs> I don't just want Mark to lose I want you to win Pat but... <laughs> right. A-level chemistry then Actually, oh, no, I, I do very very badly though <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing that we're doing an, a- <laughs> an A-level chemistry test we have to have the uh, the time code in the description for the podcast so that people just skip past that if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, naming lanthanides. Um, you've got two lives each. Go. No. That's, uh... <laughs> if we, if well, I was going to say we'd lose listeners, but you know. <laughs> All right, let's get into the pod proper. Um, we're winding up the season on the, the Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner. Um, we had zero wins. Yeah, you may have noticed. We got closer in week 17. I think we have done. Only a couple let us down, I think. Um, I, I blame Jack for all our failings this season, even though he's only been involved in that one and one more guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. He got. You could blame Jack, but he did get as closer than we did. <laughs> Still not a win. Hard, yeah. But one percent out is ninety nine percent in or whatever. So, Pat, I saw your your little donation, by the way, which was a nice little thing to do. If you haven't seen that, um, look at Pat's Twitter page. But yeah, we'll be we'll continue that obviously next season, um, and <laughs> we're going to win eventually. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, it's fun. It's fun doing it, and it's it's just it's a little thing in in Steve's memory, which is which is important. So, when you've had multiple weeks picking players that are inactive, that's uh, <laughs> you, you know that something's going wrong. <laughs> to be fair, we've been picking in a season when COVID has made players inactive very much at the last second. Yeah, I think when. When I think we're there was, probably, there was at least one week where we picked someone that was like fully injured and already as designated as injured by the time we picked them. Oh, well, I picked but, someone who was designated to go to IR because I'd looked them up earlier in the day and they weren't at that point. Blame ESPN. By the time we recorded, I was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, this isn't this is this isn't the podcast about betting advice. Um, in association with Betway. Hey, the, the best betting advice we can give is don't follow any of our bets. Don't do our bets. No. But no. please, please gamble responsibly, obviously. Um, yeah, unless you're really in a hole, as we've, as we've talked about. Right. <laughs> Week 17 has happened. Let's review them, shall we? In a one-sentence format. And if you're ready, Atlanta 27, Tampa Bay 44. Not as big a kicking as the scoreline suggests, but Tampa were ruthless in the key moments whereas Atlanta struggled to finish drives. Dallas 19, New York Giants 23. The Giants managed to pick off Andy Dalton in the end zone to mean that they only needed an Eagles win to secure an unlikely playoff berth. I'm sure that went well. <laughs> New York Jets 14, New England 28. This score probably flattered New England. A little trickery disguises some big issues on offence. Both teams with plenty of work for the off-season. Minnesota 37, Detroit 35. An extremely entertaining and entirely meaningless match, which showed why both these teams had the quality to compete and also why they didn't compete. Yeah. Pittsburgh 22, Cleveland 24. The Browns are in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years and made it despite nearly blowing a 15-point fourth-quarter lead. <laughs> Baltimore 38, Cincinnati 3. This looked a lot more like the 2019 version of the Ravens' offence, which might be the reason why Adam's looking a little twitchy right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Miami 26, Buffalo 56. Someone needs to teach two of the middle ground between safe two-yard pass and interception. Buffalo overwhelmed them in every department. <laughs> See, yeah. Seattle 26, San Francisco 23. Seattle limp into the third seed spot while the Niners just keep limping. <laughs> LA, sorry, uh, Arizona 7, LA Rams 18. Bad versus worse. Not even an attempt at heroic return to the game by a clearly hurt Kyler Murray could save the Cardinals from being the odd team out. Jacksonville 14, Indianapolis 28. What's with those Jags teal pants? Anyway, um, hashtag rich watch. Um, <laughs> I hope the Bills give the Colts an absolute pasting next week. Tennessee 41, Houston 38. 
The Titans made heavy weather of sealing the division, blowing a 16-point lead by allowing 20 unanswered points before clinching it with a walk-off field goal, which might be another reason Adam's looking a little twitchy. <laughs> yeah, but that pass to AJ Brown at the end, whoa, could watch that all day. Um, Las Vegas 32, Denver 31. Another game no one cared about and was actually one of the most entertaining of the week. It was the Raiders' win by converting a two-point try with just 24 seconds left. LA Chargers 38, Kansas City 21. And the award for meaningless victory of the year goes to the Chargers, but not many teams win in Arrowhead, so they may not care. Green Bay 35, Chicago 16. Chicago didn't look as bad as they have at times this year, but Green Bay looked like they will go into the playoffs at the top of their game. They're snuck in anyway, but might suffer the same fate against the Saints. New Orleans 33, Carolina 7. Easy win for the Saints, who dominated on defence, producing five interceptions. And finally, Washington 20, Philadelphia 14. This game was the absolute shit show that we all expected, though Jalen Hurts threatened to make it half decent and was thus benched. <laughs> yeah. What an absolute joke that division is. I didn't realise until that, earlier as well, they flexed that game into that slot. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Worst game of the season, final primetime game of the season. They've they've done that before. That that sometimes happens where like the crappiest division will have invariably a win and in game because a team won't really have pulled away. Um so they've had I could think I'm sure they showed the the Seahawks a few years ago when they went to the playoffs at seven and nine. It was just like that that game always means something and it did mean something just not for well it meant something for both teams neither of them wanted the Giants in the playoffs <laughs> and so <laughs> I suppose they were in sync in that regard um, <laughs> the the NFC West was a weird one just how how all teams in that maybe except for the Niners weirdly but the three teams that should have looked stronger just seemed to look weaker and weaker towards the back end well I mean the Rams without Goff looked pretty listless but the cardinals i wouldn't say i felt sorry for them because you know they're an fc west <laughs> but losing kyla murray in that way almost certainly ruined their season and yeah. any chance they had of the playoffs i think with him fit they they waltzed that game yep but the, the backup came in and, and like i put in the whatsapp group it became lol football it was you know which quarterback could be the least shit and that was just walford um who improved as the game went on um, but was, you know, if the Rams are playing with him in the first round of the playoffs, they are gold bye-bye. Well, luckily they're not. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's it's not as if they've got someone at the t- absolute top of their game or top of anyone's game. No, but he's better than him. It, well, yes. I mean, the other thing we learned from Rams-Cardinals is that if you're a backup quarterback, helmet to helmet's a free game and the officials do nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, so many times. That's it. A- Nonsense, it's bizarre, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, just all right, just not okay. It's almost like the league is trying to protect its big names and uh, doesn't care about the rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's look ahead to some playoff football then. Um, well, we, we might look back at some, some games as they come up, but I mean, it feels like mainly a time for looking ahead. And we've got six games, which by the way is bullshit, <laughs> but um. <laughs> It does mean that we can enjoy 50% more football this weekend. And the extra game on the Saturday is at 6pm, which is quite nice. 
Um, so it's it's not as if they're not accessible. There's there's more football to watch. Um, we'll do the, well. Let's go through them in chronological order, shall we? Um, the Indianapolis Colts kick off the weekend by travelling to Buffalo. Now I alluded to this. Phil Rivers needs to be on the receiving end of an absolute pasting up there. The form seems to point that way. Um, tell us why that won't happen, Mark. <laughs> um, I was watching the end of the Tennessee game, and as I said to you, Adam, that I really hope that you don't blow this because I wanted to play um, the the Colts because I didn't fancy facing Derrick Henry. And then, he, then it suddenly dawned on me that actually, in theory, the Colts' defence is significantly better than the Titans' defence. And in Jonathan Taylor, they've got a running back that at the minute is every bit as dangerous. So I'd rather face him, but I I'd, mean, cer- I'd certainly rather face the Titans' defence than the Colts' defence. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the thing is, I think that we, the way that Buffalo are playing at the moment, we kind of match up against kind of anybody um, offensively, we we've scored. I think I saw a sat after the the Miami game that twenty five percent of the points that they've conceded this year they've conceded to Buffalo, um, <laughs> which is quite which is kind of nice. Um, so I, I I feel like we're going into it in as good a form as we can possibly be. The defense is improving significantly. Our run defense, which is going to be the crucial thing here in in stopping Taylor, is improving. But offensively, I think we should be a match for them. Um, it's it's just a playoff game, and honestly, I just like I'm so not used to winning playoff games that all the fear is coming back, <laughs> and I, I I worry that we're going to find a way of making Phil Rivers look elite for a week. And <laughs> no, what's what's going to happen, Mark, is Phil Rivers is going to look elite for three and a half quarters and keep the minute, and then he'll throw a ridiculous pick six on their must drive you know must score drive yeah I, I mean that 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 should be what happens he should get like 400 yards but four interceptions yeah and and we win the game like 38 31 or something along those lines with jonathan taylor rushing for 200 yards and two touchdowns but uh, i don't know it should be we've 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 managed to beat the spread in the last six games we're we're seven point favorites in this one I don't know. I'd, should be fine. Should be fine. But I'm finding any reason to convince myself that we're going to blow it. Yeah. I mean, let's be real about this. They went twenty nil up on Jacksonville and then let them get back to within six points without their QB one, WO one, and RB one. They're not a scary prospect for a team like the Bills. And, and to be honest, if you're the only team in a season who's lost to someone who finished one and fifteen, should probably be banned from the playoffs anyway. So they'll be doing everyone a favour, kicking them out. Yeah. It's true. And to be fair, their schedule hasn't been overly taxing. You obviously Texans a couple of times, the Steelers when they were in free fall, the Raiders when they were in free fall, they got humped off the Titans. Um, so they've had some poor results against good teams. So hopefully the Bills are arguably probably in one of the two or three best teams in the NFL at the moment. So it it should be a comfortable win. I think anybody else looking at it is thinking this should be a comfortable Bills win, but Bills fans, we, we've just been here before. and <laughs> I spent a lot of the last year's playoffs feeling very similar, where you're like, we, we are the better team here. We should 
get through this, but you go into it feeling like something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. It's going to it's going to fuck us over. We're going to get screwed. Um, my my biggest hope for this game is that it's a snow game because that'd be hilarious oh, fun. That would be, that would be well, the last time Indy were in Buffalo, wasn't it? I think. Um... Oh, that was the was it the nine six or something like that? The the LaShawn McCoy. Um, yeah. Overtime touchdown. Yeah, I remember. Great game. <laughs> Great days. <laughs> The, my concern for Buffalo is, it's a, it's bloody Phil Rivers. You can't even you can't even rely on him to be terrible. Like it's just <laughs> he's got that he's got that bonkers game in him. He's he's never out the game, but he's he can like but he could lose he could lose it from anywhere as well. It's just I I don't know I don't know what the Colts are doing with him, but you sort of look at his numbers and it's it almost is justified. It's ridiculous. But like their defense is scary good the Colts but that that wouldn't even concern me for Buffalo look I mean Miami's is too and Miami had everything on the line and look how easily Buffalo swept them aside so logically Josh Allen should still be able to put up enough points and it's just it's almost Phil Rivers is the the variable here it's what he does are we are we calling this game one way or the other are we calling each of these games yeah well why not I'm calling. I'm calling Buffalo to win, but yeah, just, me too. I know what Mark means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got to be a Bills win. If we can't win this with the form that we're in, we're never winning a playoff game ever again. <laughs> I that, mean, that's slightly desirable just for amusement, but no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, the Bills should win. I'm saying Bills win. Okay. Well, last week I predicted the Browns to miss out. The um, Cowboys to make it in and the Bears to miss out. So, having got naught out of three last week, I don't want to curse Mark and say the Bills will win, but I do think the Bills will win. (laughs) (laughs) I was so angry at the Eagles for throwing that game purely because I could have been smug about being right about the Giants getting in. That was it. I didn't care about it other than (laughs) that. In the end, I was smug about the Redskins getting in. Oh, Redskins! They were the favourites. Um, oh, yeah. damn it! You know that that, that lot. <laughs> that the lot. potatoes. Come on. The potatoes. Yeah. 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 I, oh, I don't think there was. There's no reason to be happy about it, any of those four teams getting in. Um, what? What do you what, like? What do you think about that? Because it's been a massive story, hasn't it? The whole like him dropping Hurts when they were within three points with a couple of minutes to go in the in the third or fourth quarter, but near the relatively near the end of the game. There's, there's more before that as well because they had the chance to level up with a field goal, and rather than going for the obvious points when you're in a low-scoring game, they went for it on like fourth and two, fourth and three, and. Like with a miserable effort, it wasn't even it wasn't even likely to succeed, and that was the point for me where I was like, "Oh, it's like that, is it?" Because Doug Peterson has taken pelters, hasn't he? But, but mm-hmm. mainly from mainly from Giants personnel and 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 coaches, if I'm honest, and some of the Eagles players, right. from what I can say, which is which is silly. There's a bit of me that feels like, from the Giants' point of view, I can see why you're annoyed, but win more games. In the regular season, if you're relying, yeah, uh, on, yeah, obviously, if you're relying on the the a team that's already out of the playoffs to win a game in week seventeen, then you're doing something wrong. It stinks, I, I but agree the Giants were six and ten. Yeah. I, I always hate those kind of situations. So I hate it in Formula One races when someone's 
made to pull over to let someone pass. I hate it in, you know, any competitive sport, you should always be trying your hardest to, to perform at what, like whatever your highest level is. And they clearly weren't in that. And I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. The, the irony is that as of what, seven or eight years ago now, all week 17 games have been divisional games to try and avoid situations <laughs> where a team doesn't care. The irony is here that the Eagles have almost done this because they care and they wanted to <laughs> screw, the, screw the Giants. And if, the, if Washington had been playing, say, an AFC team, that, that may not have happened. Well, <laughs> apart from anything, if these games have been being played at the same time, this probably doesn't happen. Yes. Because you don't know. Maybe. Yeah. 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 And I think if you're thinking about the long-term good of your own franchise rather than about snubbing someone else, the best thing to do <laughs> is to give Hurts as much game time as possible because game time in competitive games is precious. So the yeah. more he can learn in games that don't matter if he loses, and it didn't look like he was going to lose that one, frankly, the better for him. So they'd cut their nose off to spite their face to an extent, and I'd uh, be annoyed if I was an Eagles fan as well. Couldn't agree more with that. Well put. All right, next game in the, the slate on Saturday, 9.30-ish Saturday evening, Rams at Seahawks. This should be really, really enticing. And right now it's just not. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I think the Seahawks will win, but I think it will be, it'll be ugly based on what we've seen recently. Yeah. Well, divisional matchups in playoffs are always that extra bit special aren't they i mean you think back to like the niners against the seahawks in that in the uh, nfc uh, championship game but what five six years ago now that was i mean other than the horrendous injury to bowman it was a hell of a matchup and a really incredible game this doesn't feel uh, if like you, it's if be... you match up a sorry receiver like crabtree that's the result you're going to get <laughs> <laughs> i feel like both of these teams are completely heading in the wrong direction and if they were playing anybody else they would be like completely not favourite for it. But because they're playing each other and they seem to be on the, the complete same trajectory downwards, it like it it could be it's anyone's game, I think. It could be like twelve nine. But it almost feels like it doesn't matter who wins here, because you feel like it whoever wins, you're probably going out in the next round anyway. The only the only way I can see either of these teams progressing significantly further is if Goff gets fully healthy and gets back and they get good Rams for a few weeks. Yeah. I'd back the Seahawks more than the Rams to make it come good, just with the talent that they've got offensively, but it just feels they should some, do. Something's not quite they yeah, they should, but they're not. They're not they look yeah. so, so bad against the Niners. I watched three quarters of the game, I watched the first first quarter on red zone realized that we'd stayed in it and decided to flick over they, they just looked awful they looked like they didn't have a clue you know those early season first or second round of games where a team just doesn't look like it's on the same page offensively it looked like one of those games where they yep. were just constantly you know these moments where russell's like scrambling trying to find someone open doesn't really know what's going on and then gets sacked he's i think he got sacked more in that game than any other game that i've seen Niners seahawks yeah. could there be any element with just that game i'm not excusing the others but that game of thinking we're they're in already it was damn it and you, know, you to... say that they have to win that game to be in with a chance of the number one seed. And for a lot of that game, the Bears were still in it in Green Bay because it was keeping yeah. an eye on both scores. So 
it's maybe not they like just that written that off mentally. I don't know, but I'm just I'm just coming up with possible reasons. I don't think I believe it. Yeah, I mean they look reasonably fired up on defence. They just offensively look terrible. That, and that it's weird. It's their season has completely flipped, hasn't it? Because it was yeah. they were they were so many yards on offence and looking really dangerous for DK Metcalf, but defensively they couldn't stop anybody. And now it's completely gone the other way. Metcalf looks like he's completely fallen off a cliff the last three or four weeks, and he's it was almost like a completely different player playing him this this week versus the first game where he just torched us. He was barely yeah. involved, like three targets and yeah, one good contested catch, but just you weren't seeing him at all. And Tyler Lockett was more involved in his usual kind of, he's the one who scrambles well when Russ is scrambling and somehow gets open and makes those big spectacular plays. Um, yep. I didn't but, yeah. see that. I didn't see much of that game. Did um, the Niners shut Metcalf down? Or... Well, we weren't We weren't playing, like we weren't bracketing him or double coverage or anything like that. It was mostly like reasonably heavily one-on-one a lot of the time like it yeah i mean usual zone defense but it mm. he wasn't getting extra special treatment put it that way okay as far as i could tell are we i'm saying a seahawks win anyone disagree with me i think it's down to goff i think if goff's in then the rams have a very good shot at this if he's not then they're out of it like they'll barely score any points I think um, Seahawks for me, with or without Goff. Yeah, Pat? I say Seahawks too. Okay. We're agreeing with each other a bit too much, with despite Rich's caveat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next game is perhaps not much of a game. Saturday night, um, maybe not one worth staying up for. Um, Tampa Bay at the football team. Oh, just, I mean, Alex Smith will presumably play at least and he's back and but you know i can't i just i, I can barely face the thought of it the you know the the team worth watching are the team with tom brady under center just depressing everything about this game says the bucks win it they win it comfortably it's probably all over by midway through the third quarter maybe even by half time I've got this nagging feeling that this <laughs> renewed Washington defense is going to keep them in it, and they might. Sneak yeah, away. I don't. I don't I think that's fair. I don't. I don't see it being like a thirty-eight ten game to the for the Bucks or anything like that. But they, they surely will have enough. Just, I don't know why. I just feel like I've got this weird feeling about the NFC where I could see all of the away teams winning. <laughs> Sadly, the odds on aren't great, so I haven't bothered putting a bet down. But <laughs> well, you might as well. We haven't won anything else. <laughs> I do. I do think the. I think the football team are going to be better than people think. Um, but it does feel like offensively, if nothing else, the Bucks have have worked out what's going on. It almost feels like they like with Mike Evans out the picture. If he is out the picture in this game. He got the chance to throw to Chris Godwin a lot, and that matchup looked very good. Antonio Brown is coming good. Um, it just he, he, kind of, he looks scary good actually. Yeah, when he, I mean this is just still, when they need him. With yeah, Kevin. this is still the guy who was not that long ago comfortably the best receiver in football, um, and he's had two years off. So it's I don't know. I, I feel like the Bucks for me are a sneaky Super Bowl team coming out of the NFC. 
I think they'll I think they'll win this game. I have a question. Do you risk Mike Evans in this game, given that no. he's day to day? Don't think you need to. Particularly not with the other receivers they've got there. No, I that's mean, it. Like, you mean... You, th- you try and throw a touchdown to Scotty Miller and Antonio Brown comes out of nowhere and steals it off his toes. So <laughs> you clearly don't need Mike Evans as well. Yeah. I agree. And it, f- it almost feels like that everyone's talking about how they've got all these weapons, but it feels like they've got too many weapons. And when well, after he... Yeah, that's that's why Antonio Brown, the timing of that is perfect for them with yeah. Mike Evans. Tom yeah. Brady, Antonio Brown, there's a lot of weapons in that team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now Antonio Brown owes him, because did you see that... Um, Brown needed to get a certain amount of receptions in order to get like a million dollar bonus. So um, Brady in the final couple of minutes gave him three little crap shovel passes just so that he could get his, uh, his, his bonus for receptions on the season. There was a lot of that going on this week. Russell Wilson had did that with somebody. I I don't, I don't actually, it annoys me. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) It must annoy the owners as well. Go and just fucking stop it. Yeah. Was it Sanders who had a, like a five hundred thousand dollar catch as well in that game? Yeah, in one of the games. If it takes if it takes money out of billionaire owners who won't miss its hands and puts it into people, billionaire, like, billionaire footballers, yeah, they it, still yeah. give a shit, right? And they'll spend money on TVs that will give someone else some money somewhere <laughs> down the line. Trickle down NFL economics. I wonder if this means that Antonio Brown has to pay Tom Brady rent now he's been paid this bonus. <laughs> Maybe that was his. Maybe some of it goes to Brady inadvertently, so that incentivized him. (laughs) But yeah, I've I've just got a feeling about the Buccaneers as being the team coming out the NFC into the Super Bowl. They've they feel like they've figured it out on offense. The D has always been decent. It hasn't shown it at at every point this year, Um, but it. I've just got a feeling we're going to see Brady in the Super Bowl again. It might it might come down to who plays each other the in the divisional round. So if the, if it's, I'm not sure how it, how it will shape out, but if it was the Bucks versus the Saints, I could see the Bucks doing them over for sure. Whether they've got enough to beat the Packers, I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, I guess it depends on who wins the other games, yeah. doesn't it? But yeah, if the, if all the favorites win, um, then it would be Packers against Packers Bucks in the Bucks. divisional round then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Packers yeah. Bucks in, um, in, in Green Bay. Bay. That would be fun. Yeah. I would love that. That'd, well, I think that's probably going to happen, so that's going to be a fun matchup. Well, it, yeah, I think that'll either be in the divisional round or the conference championship. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, if that, I think if if the Bucks win, it can't go to the conference championship. It has to. It will be that way because they'll be there the f- further seed down, unless one of the other teams loses. Oh, okay. So, yeah. uh, no, the Bucks are fifth seed. Have, so yeah, if the Rams seed, yeah so the unless season. the Rams or the Bears win, then yeah. that they'd be who would face the Packers. Okay. Um. Rich, you've got your eyes are glinting as if you you could see the potatoes pulling off something here. Are you going to stick your neck out and predict it though? Having just Whoa. said, you could see the three road teams winning in the <laughs> NFC. Everything <laughs> points to a Buccaneers win. I've got this sneaking feeling that's probably wrong. So yeah, I'll stick my I'll stick my neck out and go potatoes. Just constantly contradicting yourself. Perfect. That's the Long Sapper podcast. Um, Pat, what are you uh, predicting? It's got to be the books, hasn't it? Yeah. My heart says potatoes, but my head says books. Has there ever been a team that's made the playoffs with the 30th best offence in the league? <laughs> it's probably got to be, it's got to be one somewhere. How shit was the... Bears, maybe. The how, shit was, bears. how shit was the 7-9 and nine Giants offence? 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, that was like that was Manning, Plexico, Barres. That was that was all right, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, middle of the road, but it certainly wasn't as bad as as this. <laughs> You're predicting a Bucks win, I assume. So I mean, so am I, obviously. But the uh, the defensive defensively, they're good. They can stop teams putting yards on them. I think they're in terms of total yards, they're second. Passing yards, they're very good at stopping the stopping the pass. Um, but I just can't see them managing to stop this passing game. Uh, yeah, what Washington's defense is what's got them to where they are, yes. almost single handedly. Um, I just, I don't think, as much as I'd love it for Alex Smith, I just it doesn't it doesn't offer enough, and they're not protecting him. And McLaurin looks good, um, Gibson's looked okay, but they've not got much. It just feels it just it's a mismatch. And, and you, f- you feel like Gibson is their main weapon, um, but there's no the Buccaneers are the best run defense in the league they 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 average only 80 yards a game throughout the season ranked to number one so it doesn't in in every facet it doesn't match up well for the the uh, football team which almost guaranteed means they'll win (laughs) all right next up well we're into sunday um ravens at titans at six o'clock and what a game this is by the way (laughs) what a game could i let out a little girlish whimper (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for me, this is the team, like out of anyone in the AFC, including my team, that you would want to face least least at the minute in the Ravens. I'm you so glad. Well. I'm so glad that this is the six pm game on Sunday and not the one in the morning one. Yep. I am looking forward to this an awful lot. There's very. I know none of us particularly like these six games in the wild card weekend, but it does mean you've got more of a chance of an actual decent game happening. And this feels <laughs> like it for me. Yeah, Maybe Steelers Browns, but I'm not <laughs> staying up for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm... one thing, one thing in the Titans favor is that the Ravens do have a tendency to lean on the run game very heavily. And the Titans biggest weakness is that passing game defense. Yeah, yeah. We've actually, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. The the one thing that the Titans have largely been able to do on defense is stop the run. Um, but when you're so bad against the pass, teams have figured it out. Luckily, the match the matchup is okay because the Ravens haven't been so so good at the passing game. But you know, when they, they they've had 400 rushing yards last week against the Bengals. Obviously, that includes Lamar. That's a ludicrous stat. Um, and when you've got so, so much to offer on the ground, it's mind-boggling. But um, the Titans have been able to contain that in the playoffs last year and in the regular season this year to beat them twice in their own backyard. What worries me there, though, is that Baltimore will adjust and they'll be hungrier <laughs> and more bitter. Um, they'll be coached impeccably, as always. Um, it's It's... I've got a weird feeling the Titans actually are favourites, but I don't feel like they should be. Um, it's. Uh... I, can, I, can, I can tell you, Adam, they are three-point underdogs. Oh, okay. I had some bad information there. Um, but, yeah, that feels about right. Um, yeah, I would agree. It's. It, it's uh, I've said this before. The Titans can beat anybody with the offence as prolific as it is. But when you can't stop teams, you rely on... You're relying on a bit of luck somewhere, a turnover when you need it, um, or something, and the offense not to to make too many mistakes. You're relying on too much, and it can happen. I've just, I've just 
no idea how to how to predict it. I can see this one swinging wildly. So I can see it, you know, potentially uh, Titans go up a couple of scores early on, feeling a bit more confident. Ravens come soaring back 21-14, 28-14, something like that. You know, just swinging backwards and forwards throughout the game. It's going to be one of those games for me where, you know, their their offense will sputter at times and your defense will struggle to contain them at other times. And it's just going to be, it, it could be an absolute wild game. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Titans game in Houston, week 17, which... I mean, as I'm not a neutral, but I can imagine it was quite entertaining as a neutral. Bloody hell. I mean, <laughs> it, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that that's just a microcosm of how the, the Titans have been. Anybody who thinks that they're boring to watch or they don't have exciting players hasn't been paying attention, quite frankly. And the fact that the defense is largely terrible and there's no pass rush whatsoever has made some of these games more entertaining for the neutral, I imagine. So, I mean, it should have been a comfortable win in Houston. And for a large part of the game, it looked like that. And the defense actually stopped the Texans two or three times in the first half in the red zone. And it's, it's I think it's 17-9 at halftime. And the Titans scored with a first possession. Um, then, yeah, they just let let the Texans back in. There was a a, a, a rare fumble from Henry late in the third quarter which was just one of those at the worst possible time when you should be just closing the game out and it just flipped that and was then, a weird one as well because he ran through it was a, it what was looked a, like a real thick a player and he had his he had his the ball in one arm and was it a linebacker yeah, punched, yeah. it was like round his back it was weird. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, i think it, it just caught him unawares because he he's obviously he's not a bad running back and he's got <laughs> enough awareness normally <laughs> Um, but that that was it. it was, but yeah, I mean it. It was a weird moment because he hadn't got with this two thousand yard thing, which suddenly felt like it was becoming like uh, I don't know the, a millstone rather than a milestone. It felt for at one point, but that fumble happened, and you think, oh, yeah, th- is this distracting the team? And but I mean, it, it worked out. The Titans sealed well, not sealed the victory at all. Had a sort of eight and a half minute drive in the fourth quarter to take the lead. And the fact that took so much time off the clock, I think made the difference. Um, it, Deshaun Watson still had a couple of minutes to possibly win it, held them to a field goal, which looked like it's, it's going to send the game to overtime. And then what else do you do with 18 seconds on the clock? Do you kneel down? No, you throw the ball as far as you possibly can to AJ Brown and kick a game winning field goal off the upright. That's how you do it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sam Sloman, the kicker, by the way, that might be the only game he ever plays for the Titans. He's just come in because of COVID and Koskowski. Did, did I see somewhere that he he has punted for another team in the league this year? Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. he was a Rams kicker at the start. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I'm uh, sure. I, I'm sure I'd seen somewhere that he'd actually punted for someone else, but that might be wrong. I'm not. I, I, oh, I know. I I, might be it's right, been known in the past. Um, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig's not here. Someone's got to come up with them. But yeah, I would. Um, it would be if that's his only contribution to the season. Would that get him a ring if you somehow managed to go on and um, and win it? I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, with well, don't rule don't rule out 
him him coming back the way the way roster changes have gone and COVID and everything this season. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to find out. I'll say that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love a weird story like that. Um, and it, he looked really unconvincing, by the way. The field, I don't think he missed a kick, but he put a kick off out of bounds at one point. Um, and the kicks he made were really ugly, like a sort of low, like you to- like you top a drive in golf, but it's you know the old Sally Gunnell. Um, I'm not going to elaborate, but yeah, it, it just it doesn't look pretty. There you go. I just did elaborate, but it works. <laughs> Literally, just did it. <laughs> <laughs> all right um predictions for that one um i might stay out of that no way i had to i had to predict my team <laughs> all right titan's gonna win good lad. what do you want from me good lad <laughs> i'm saying the titans as well oh do you have to uh, yeah after after all i did predict you to win in green bay as well <laughs> yeah thanks for that <laughs> rich Ah, oh, it. Uh, I genuinely, it's coin toss, a coin toss. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely the, the worst are. of most words. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Ravens are going to just steal it. Sorry, mate. Don't yeah, it's apologize. a tough one, isn't it? Because I think it's recency bias, but it feels like the Ravens have been getting the best, which we've been missing. Uh, but then they were playing the Bengals, and the Bengals are trash. So it's hard to judge whether they looked at their best because they're playing at their best, or they looked at their best because they're playing against something pretty pish. Their offensive strength is against the Titans' defensive strength. You know, the the biggest weakness in the Titans' defense is not where the Ravens' offensive strength lies. I'm gonna go Ravens on the basis of how the Titans have looked in the last couple of weeks. I think it's, and pulling back the curtain a little bit, I spoke to Adam Barton for the the Titans podcast that I do. Um, he's he's a, a Ravens fan about this game. He made the point that you just touched on, that the Ravens, as great as they've looked in the last few weeks, they haven't really beaten anybody of note. Um, they've had a soft schedule towards the back end of the year. Now, that doesn't necessarily matter. That might be what they needed um, to, yeah. to get things right. Um, so as reassuring as that might seem, I think you know they've they've got they're going into playoffs with better form than the Titans are. I'm relieved about that victory in Houston because, well, what, if it hadn't have happened, we'd be going to Buffalo. But for the just for the fact that it kind of stopped the rot a little bit, but you, you don't want to lose a couple of games in a row heading into the playoffs. You need the best teams of the teams that are in form at the back end. How often do we see that? You know, it doesn't you know, look at Pittsburgh, which we'll come on to in a minute. You know, they they started eleven and zero, and now I don't suppose they're particularly fancied, and because of how they played recently rather than how they played at the start, it all adds up to the same. But yeah, you want to have the form right now. I've talked myself out of that Titans prediction, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think if it depends a lot for me depends on who manages to stop the run better, because that's what both of these teams' strengths are offensively. I just feel like if you, if the Titans manage to stop the Ravens run the titans will win if the the other way around it's still 50 50 i kind of agree except for the fact that there have been a few games that the titans have managed to stop a good running game and just been beaten through the air um 
Yeah, but that said, the time. I just can't, I just can't see the Ravens doing five. that. I can't see the Ravens winning a game that like relying sure. on their passing offense. So I just, I think there's too many other things, and you, you're too good a team, not necessarily in that aspect of it, but to allow yourself to lose because of that. I agree with Mark on that purely because I could see the Ravens winning a game through the air, but not against a team with the firepower that you have, where they have yeah. to keep up through the air. They're not going to win a shootout that way. Yeah, if you can run the ball and they're relying on passing it, you'll win. It's it's always dangerous. It only takes like a random pick six or like a horrible fumble or something to just derail. That's the problem when you've got a terrible defense. Um, but here we are. I, the, I, last year's Titans were better, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you felt going into the playoffs last year. You weren't but... stopping it. You were stop. You, you, no one could stop you almost going into the playoffs last year. It doesn't feel like that this year, but. You've you've still got that that performance in you offensively to blow anyone away that you play. Yeah, I mean, we've, yeah, we've been doing that most weeks, but when you've got the defense, we do. You need to be doing that all weeks. That's yeah. that's the risk. All right, we've definitely time to move away from that game. Right, Bears at Saints is next. <laughs> move on. <laughs> <laughs> it feel it feels ugly, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and not just from Chicago. Um, actually, Chicago have almost looked better to watch. Can I say that? You can not, not like in this not, week seventeen. The Saints, defensively especially, were, were outstanding. And admittedly, they were playing the Panthers, who chucked in um, their backup QB, who was worse than the starter. Um, but yeah, um, I thought the Saints looked almost back to their best, considering they didn't even have Kamara playing and they still managed to run for 170-odd yards. Um, I think when you put back him in with Breeze, who looks fitter, Kamara, who'll be admittedly off the COVID list, but rested for a game, the D-firing, I think they'll piss all over Chicago. They definitely should. I mean, yeah, yeah. the Bears Bears have... I think people have got very excited about the fact that the Bears look vaguely competent. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky isn't awful. Yeah, which (laughs) is a long way from being a competitively good playoff team. Um, I I think that should come unstuck against the Saints. I can see the Bears doing some good stuff on defense here. Um, I just just think the Saints should have too much for them. I think logically the Saints should comfortably win. I just look. I just look at them. And I'm, it's history is clouding my judgment a bit because I just think of the Saints <laughs> as being all explosive offense, and that's and that's what they are. And it doesn't matter what they're like on defense, and they just win games by yeah, putting not, forty not points. True this, not true but this it, team. It's it's not like that anymore. And their no. defense is is superb, quite yeah, frankly, and it's actually it's really far good. better than, far better than the Bears. If you look at um, rankings throughout the season. Yards, they're ranked fourth. Passing yards, fifth. Um, ranked fifth. Rushing, stopping rushing yards, fourth. Points per game, they're tied fifth. That this is an elite defense, and it will be far too much for even a resurgent Mitch Trubisky. Okay. Resurgent, resurgent, and in my head, I was doing the quotes. <laughs> they the, had that run, the... didn't they, of um, scoring thirty or more points in four consecutive games, which got people excited. And I just looked back at that, and it was. Jaguars, Vikings, Texans, and the Lions, and they lost to the Lions 34 30. So they're getting done by the Saints. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think they're a good football team, but there's always the Saints being the Saints in the playoffs factor that you have to take into account. 
but that'll probably come next week rather than this week. Yeah, they, they find a play to manage to blow it, but I think you're right. I think that will be somehow against the Seahawks or something like that. <laughs> oh, God, please don't say that. <laughs> that'll make me really sad. The, the Bears will lose, but it won't be like it won't be them losing 28-3. It'll be them. It'll come close and they'll miss a field goal in overtime. <laughs> that, that's uh, how yeah. yeah, that's very Bears. <laughs> yeah, I still want Saints versus Green Bay as the NFC Championship game. So, I mean, the Bucks would be fun in there as well, but I think Saints-Green Bay gives us the best matchup in, in that conference. Are we unanimous so, on this? Yeah, Saints. Is anyone going Bears? Like, I don't even mean just between the four of us. I mean, generally <laughs> in the in the NFL watching population. I've, even Matt Nagy's put a bet on the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> even Adam Rank is predicting the Saints win this. Wow. Oh, oh! I wasn't that that, well, actually, then, <laughs> actually, yeah. it comes right. to something. Comes to something when the 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 football team are less of a favourite than the Bears are in this game. They are like I think some of the Saints are ten point favourites going into this game. Um, yeah, I think that I can't see any way the Bears come anywhere near winning this. Okay. Um... Right, final game of the the ridiculous. Have you seen that? They're calling it Super Wildcard Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I they put more that. worse teams in it. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like, it's like it's like Sky Sports calling every Sunday of Premier League football Super Sunday. It's not a Super Sunday if it's every fucking Sunday. It's just it's, Sunday. It's not. Sometimes it's Super Sunday and they've just got one game and it's Fulham versus West Brom. So it's not <laughs> not that Super. No, no, that's like that's like you, know, you might want to go out Sunday. <laughs> well, but you can't right now. You're, oh, just, you're yeah. stuck. Yeah. All right. Final game of Super Wildcard Weekend will be the Browns versus the Steelers. Um, a Week Seventeen matchup. I love it when that happens. <laughs> I don't know why. Um. This I, this is a tricky one. I, I said last week that I thought the 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 Browns would do just enough to win this game against the Steelers and then get in, but then they would get blown out in the playoff game. Considering they've now, I think their head coach is now on the COVID list, um, yeah. so potentially isn't even going to be able to be on the sidelines if he has another positive test. Uh, they've got about five positives players yeah. and stuff. Is there a chance that the Steelers could get screwed again by a game being moved? Please let it be so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they're chilled what? out about it. They'll just take it on the chin. They won't complain. Yeah, no, of course they won't. They'll be fine. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think Steelers for me. And we do know Mason Rudolph's very practice of taking it on the chin. So, <laughs> Well, it'll be, ah. it's going to be Big Ben again, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think that he's, yeah, they're, they're back. They'll be back treating this game as a proper game. Um, the Browns of the Browns and their Joe, I'm the guy quarterback is like, I think it will get found out here. The COVID's not going to help them. Um, it will just be, it's just typical Browns that they'll make it and then they'll be absolutely useless in the first round. Weirdly, I think that the Browns will be more up for it against a Steelers team that is, you know, fully, fully there um, rather than feeling like they have to win because they're playing against a team that is shorthanded and has rested some starters. I don't think it'll be enough for them, but I do think this could be a close one and a fun game. Particularly as there'll be at being... least four brawls. 
not being up for it isn't the issue. It's them choking or doing silly things. And yeah. I don't, oh, I, I don't I'd trust be, them not. I'd be entirely unsurprised if they're four points up with 23 seconds left to go and the football and somehow they managed to fumble the victory formation <laughs> yeah. and give the Steelers a touchdown. Like Wayne Gorman <clears throat> did his best to do. A bit like oh, that. That's funny. Yeah, but that was definitely a fumble. <laughs> it was so oh, funny. 100% Cowboys recovered that, but they, yeah. Yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't show it, couldn't prove it. Um, well, there was one camera angle that looked like there's a moment where the ball sort of emerges out of the pile and then he grabs it and pulls it in. But I mean, it's such a, it was just such a shit show and it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, it just summed up the NFC East, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, how do we get back to that? Yeah, the, the, the Browns, <laughs> the Browns can't, you can't rely on them to, like, a, you almost feel like the form and the talent. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't. The Steelers have probably got more talent, but the form the Browns have got, um, the Steelers have limped into the playoffs. But Big Ben will be back. Um, I just think they've they've got their experience. They've been there before, and the Browns haven't. You know, it just it, it's enough probably for the Steelers. Um, and I feel the Browns have got. I can think of a couple of people that I know that are Browns fans that I like, so I won't wish it on them. But the bulk of them, when you look at their image. I do wish it on them. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think, could be close. Could be a very close one. Uh, it strikes me as a lot of this is going to be kind of like the, the Bills a couple of years ago when we finally got that monkey off our back of getting in the playoffs. And it was all about that. And then we turned up at Jacksonville and were absolutely useless. Um, I just and you needed to be. <laughs> yeah, that was you like nine also... seven, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like basically Jalen Ramsey stopped anything that we could do. It, it feels a bit like that to me. The whole thing is going to be about making the playoffs. And now that they're there, I think the the proper teams will come out and, and play now. I think the Steelers win it purely on coaching alone. Yeah. I think they're a better coached football team. They're a more experienced coaching staff. I think they win it based on that as much as anything else yeah all right i'm going narrow steelers win pat i think the browns best chance is to go like wimbledon crazy gang and make it a really dirty <laughs> horrible game <laughs> they but, could really do that <laughs> yeah it's and it's a bit kind of like if it was wimbledon sheffield united and i just wanted both teams to kick lumps out of each other and draw as a neutral that would well neutralish. i think the steelers will take it okay mark steelers same We've been strangely unanimous again. There you go. World Cup weekend. Yeah, none of what we say will come true. <laughs> oh, God, I hope one of them does. <laughs> well, I think the only, the only one that really split opinion was the Ravens-Titans. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, other, who, who on earth knows? It's super World Cup weekend, though. Um, so it's it's going to be super. How We should have some kind of bet on how many times commentary teams can crowbar super wildcard weekend into <laughs> this full weekend of NFL coverage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because how many times they're contractually obliged to say it <laughs> during the broadcast. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. Right. It was Black Monday yesterday. Um, there are now six. Well, some of them weren't. Well, they were already there before Black Monday, but there are six head coaching vacancies in, in the NFL. Um, we should probably get a move on with this because this podcast is going to get very long. But <laughs> well, when's that stopped us, frankly? You've got the Chargers, <laughs> the Jets, the Falcons, the Jags, the Lions and the Texans 
Um, if you're an aspiring head coach, where of those places do you want to go? There's two for me. Um, either Atlanta, um, just because I think they've got decent weapons and there's the, the making still of a decent side, or the Jags, purely because I think they've got a bit of talent and the number on pick. I agree with you on the Falcons. I think that's a a good place to be. I think it's a well-run organization. I think they'll give you time as a head coach. Um, I quite like the Chargers as a landing point. I think they've got talent there. They've got an exciting young quarterback. Um, they just feel like a franchise that has needed a change rather than one that's a shit show like the Jets. I think mean, the Jets has got to be the one place you don't really want to end up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Lions is an odd one. Like they're they're an enigma, and they've had a high level quarterback in place for eleven years, and they've not even managed to get close to being a respected football team with any coach. So that suggests that there's more wrong in the organisation. But it, you, you look at that and you think, surely somebody could do something with it. The Lions feel like that team though that manages to get to like five or six wins every year, so they never get to make that massive impact draft pick they they're always kind of going for that just slightly second level like you know ninth or tenth pick in the draft that might make a difference might not but they're never getting a trevor they're never getting that like that stud player every year they're just they're really like i don't know they're like west ham they're like they're... <laughs> only less racist yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they're, they're there but they're just a bit nothing like they're never they're, they're not that awful awful side but they're also never getting any better and that's probably why because they're never awful enough to allow them to get that high pick although they did get jeff akuda last year at three i think it was so maybe and and then and and then and then you pick him yeah he's a longer term investment isn't he? he's not going to make it instantly better no they've got they've got weird talent as well there so they've got players like marvin jones who you spend the entire year going he's just not your that future's, good your future's appear. not built around has... players like marvin jones though yeah 180 like yards that, and a hat trick yeah that game yeah. where it's like all of a sudden it's like oh you you could be that good if you could be bothered that's like a will fuller uh, just you know it's you can't rely on that um, no, but Will Fuller at least shows up several times a season rather than once or twice. <laughs> okay. I like Swift there, and I think Stafford's decently well, talented. Stafford might not necessarily stay, but that, that might depend who they bring in. Right. Because he's, his contract's up, I think. So it's. If you were him, you wouldn't want to. Well, unless he absolutely loves the area, you, you wouldn't. <laughs> Detroit. In, in Detroit. The, the jewel of the United <laughs> yeah. States. Um. <laughs> We never think would about you, that enough, do we? You know, would you some... want to stay? We feel like we never talk. We never discussed Detroit on the podcast ever. Um, would you? I mean, I don't know. Nobody in... does. No. Maybe this is fine. We finally found our niche. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. <laughs> the Long Stafford Detroit podcast. There is literally a Roar of the Lions UK podcast. Um, by the way, shout out to them. Um, but no, we that's we're gonna so we're gonna overtake I... them in our Lions analysis. Haven't <laughs> gone down a lion's rabbit hole. Um, any coaching names that are, are relevant? Um, We're which... getting our defensive coordinator poached, almost certainly. Salah's going either to. It sounds more likely he's going to end up at the Falcons now, but he was linked with the Lions for a long time. 
after uh, after they made that coaching change during the season. Um, I suspect if he goes there, he's taking one of Shanahan's got two guys that aren't quite offensive coordinators because he still does all that stuff himself. But one of those will go with him as well. They reckon it'll be, be Bobby Firmino. <laughs> I fear we we might be losing our OC in a similar vein. Yeah, I understand all six of the teams with vacancies have inquired about him at the very least. Yeah, yeah. The two, the, like Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, is a name that's coming up a lot, and I think quite a few teams have requested an interview with him. The Bills' offensive coordinator, Darbo, is the same. Like I think he's done a decent job, but like bizarrely, I'm I'm not overly concerned about that um, because I just the, I, the... I feel like. The joke well, doing like around about him. Arthur Smith is if we lost Arthur Smith as an offensive coordinator. Last year, Dean Pease retired as defensive coordinator. Brable didn't replace him. The, the, <laughs> the concern doing the rounds is Arthur Smith goes and Brable just does it all. Brilliant. <laughs> Calls plays, both sides of the ball, all the coaching. I'll tell you one, one that I'm fascinated by is, and I want Pat's opinion on this, the rumours of Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. I mean, yeah, I I don't follow head coaches that much outside of my own team, but the general impression from Jags fans is there's more pro that move than anti that move. He was um, hugely successful in college. It's yeah, just and the... we've had previous... Was I was going to say we've had success, but we've never had success. We've had previous of enrolling college coaches and um, you know getting them to produce... NFL teams that occasionally win games, so why not? Why not throw the dice? At this point in Jacksonville, it feels like the structural change is going to be fairly drastic, and it needs to be, because we've seen it sliding backwards for a number of years, so it sounds like the owner's going to take a more active role in things, and that will feed down to the structure beneath him, so it'll be interesting to see who the head coach and GM come into, and they're certainly going to be coming into a very different power structure than has been at the club previously, I think. I think you bring back Jack Del Rio. <laughs> well, he was he was pioneering. He was the first idiot to decide to go for two when the game was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a yeah. fashionable thing. Is uh-huh. is Trent Bolker staying there as GM, or because he went in temporarily? From what I could tell, I really hope for your sake that he's not staying. They are actively interviewing for that position. I'm, I'm assuming he's one of those interviewing. You'd think he would be in the temporary role, but who knows? I, I just don't want to see Sad Pat for the next two or three years. <laughs> Power struggles his way Nobody through the the best coaches that they can give him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm relatively optimistic. You know, you've got to think structural change that they need. Hopefully generational talent franchise quarterback coming in although i think generational talent is one of those words like career game which is just getting used more and more frequently and less and less relevantly but i have to hope it's true in this case yeah if you don't believe in that i'm not sure what else you've got um despite him apparently not playing very well in the in the final game from what, from what i, I don't i didn't watch it the the, the the justin fields on the opposition scored more as a um, leader of the offense, but you don't know how much that's on offense, that's how much that's on defense. It's, you, I keep seeing people showing like single throws that look really good. It's like, but you could do that for virtually any competent quarterback. Pick a throw and go, look how amazing that throw is. So, unless there's you... so much knee jerk with college football because there's such a small sample size. I always think, 
like it's it's overanalyzed. Like you get like Mike Mayock. Well, not now. He's got another job. But you know, there were hours of film that he'll pour over. But there isn't actually that much film on anybody. And you and never know the, the quality of the defenses they play is so variable as well. You can make someone look gold. Like yeah. I was thinking back to like someone did a, a shot of like Trevor Lawrence completing a sixty-yard pass, and then Gardner Minshew doing something shit. And I was like, yeah, but you could you could show <laughs> video yeah. of my first of my best goal in my entire career versus footage of Cristiano Ronaldo doing something shit, and go look at that guy. He can score a much better goal than this guy dribbling a ball out of play like an idiot. <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything. It's just a one-off, right? So true. All right, final we- thing. Um, unless anyone's got any more to say on coaching. Um, oh, I was just wondering if we have any idea who we think is stupid enough to go to the Jets. I can't uh, imagine. Save, why save why it would right. anyone want to go there? Why would anyone do that? It's like, that's, that's one of those jobs where you feel like, no, nah, I'll stay as a coordinator, thanks. I know that these opportunities don't <laughs> yeah. come up much, but I'm all right where I am, cheers. <laughs> I'd rather stay at a franchise where clearly, if I'm being considered, it's going well. Yeah, because um, it, 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 it there'll be bizarre, another opportunity so many, so of another. Yeah. Bizarrely, feel, it bizarrely feels like you know, it's one of those things where if you do well as a coordinator, you almost you go for even if it is a, a terrible dysfunctional franchise, you go for it just because it's a head coaching position. Um, I, I don't know. There's surely there's got to be some argument for you stay where you are, and if something better comes along, then you take that further down the line. Yeah, the danger is if you suddenly. Re- your team can regress and it might not be your fault and you've forgotten about. It's a weird one. So... I'd rather be forgotten about than coach the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's entirely fair. The one plus point is they literally can't regress. That is true. They can they can they can win no games. Well that would have yeah, been an have... improvement for them this year. <laughs> yeah, well actually genuinely it would. It would have been a it's better true. result, certainly. Yeah. Right, before we get into any other business, this is going to get very long. Um, I do want to touch, and sorry for banging the bed the, 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 there. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for the inability to speak. Um, sorry for banging the Derek Henry drum. Um, but he's the eighth guy in history that's rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, which is a phenomenal achievement. Keeps bettering the previous year again and again. Um, is, he's, he's probably not going to be the league MVP. Um, which I imagine will be Aaron Rodgers. I'm not. I'm not for a second suggesting that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be MVP, um, but it's an award that's mostly given to a quarterback, and I get that. But sometimes, is there an argument to say that somebody, just because it's a less fashionable position, that their achievement is is so great that their consideration should be higher? Maybe this is a one for the off season as a wider point, but I think there's there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely positional bias here in the fact that it's because they're running backs. They're seen as, you know, like a lesser, lesser entity. Um, I think there's probably this season, especially I feel like Aaron Rodgers is being given as much plaudits as he is because he's Aaron Rodgers and because he's had the career that he's had. Um, I think that by, by a lot of, um, statistical markers anyway Josh Allen has had a better season than Aaron Rodgers but Aaron Rodgers will probably win the MVP um and it's not but you know not that Aaron Rodgers has had a poor season he's not he's been fantastic but I don't know I think that it does seem to be that quarterbacks for whatever reason do have 
this a star against their name, doesn't it? And it does it almost doesn't matter what running backs do. There's there's a part of me with all of this stuff that really just gets bored of the whole like it's it's almost just popularity contests for all of these things. It's like the Pro Bowl, it's like the Hall of Fame. I genuinely am irritated by the idea of starting to bring in like Premier League Hall of Fame type things. Like <laughs> that's that, a fact. that shit. Um I it just it's, it's a, a prestigious nice award that the players care about. It's and... a nice accolade, but I don't think they should. I don't, who cares? It's a bunch of people who sort of just go, uh, give it to that guy. And well, and I, I agree with you. 2,000 rushing yards doesn't come up very often at all. Yeah. And he's been hugely important in your offense. So, yeah, most valuable player. I think, you I think can make a very argument... good argument for it. There's an argument with Derek Henry as well that he's like some players, some running backs could, I don't know about get 2000 yards, but are prolific for their team. And a lot of it is down to scheming. Um, and it's, it's a position and some players cop a bit of flack for that rightly or wrongly in some cases. Um, and like you could look at, and we've said this before about the Niners rich that right. you could plug, you could almost plug anybody into that scheme and they'll, they'll, have some success at that position but with Derek Henry it's 4-3-4-4 guy in there who can hit a hole and he'll do well yeah yeah Derek Henry's not that Derek Henry is has done this through his incredible physical ability mostly and a bit the ability to throw defensive backs into touch quite quite (laughs) when you're that big and that fast and he's and he's learned he's got better he's got more nuanced he's he could, he'll make cuts that he wasn't doing early in his career. He caught a bit of flack early in his career for his technique. Um, that's long ago put to get to put to bed. But I think just with him, it, it's not he would he would have success almost anywhere, regardless. And the Titans, yes, the O line helps. The O line, a fantastic O line, built for him. Um, but. Yeah, just you just feel that he deserves it maybe even more than some others. I'm biased, I know, but you know. I think if it was a genuine, true football award rather than a media talking point, then I think you'd probably have more of a chance of it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right, it's definitely time for any other business, and hopefully it will be a, a quick one. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Craig's not here, so we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I don't mind jumping in first because I've got barely anything on the grounds that I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't want to talk about lockdowns. I don't want to talk about Boris. And that's pretty much all that's going on right now. So <laughs> that's it. That's my OB. I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> um, I, I, I fear that you might be disappointed in a few moments time, but <laughs> I, I like the sentiment. <laughs> um Mark, you look like you're itching to jump in. No, not really. Um, I'm also not going to talk about any of that shit. Um, um but in the last couple of days i discovered the the meaning of absolute deflation when your four-year-old son picks up your newly created star wars lego razor crest from the mandalorian and after having just completed building it on boxing day and proceeds to knock it off the dining room table um taking you back to full Ah. square one having it just been completed but do you um, get to do it again you do i mean that was kind of and, and do you know if, if nothing else it was that was the deflation and the anger but then the the joy of 
like getting to spend that time with my other son rebuilding it was actually quite nice um so so there's that and also while we're discussing um the mandalorian series two of the mandalorian was as good as star wars has been for like almost since for, for almost since star wars has been created if you haven't watched it absolutely make sure you do um the, sec- the second series especially is if you're a fan of rogue one um it's as good as star wars has been since then yeah cool i'm i mean i'm excited to watch it i just haven't got round to signing up for disney plus yet do it before March because there's some new thing coming called Star that's joining, which apparently is like where Disney purchased, I think, Universal, and they've got loads of new movies coming along. But it means the price is going up, so oh, just right. buy it before the end of February. Yeah, good, good knowledge. Uh, okay. Um, I'm I'm going to talk about no, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to go COVID politics. I'm just going to say that with the the schools suddenly being off for half a term at least um yeah at least an hour's notice (laughs) yeah i'm not not even going to get into that but i'm going to say that with my two kids now being homeschooled again the first time was very different there wasn't as much pressure there wasn't as much expectation um there is now daily work set that needs to be handed back and marked um but henry's teacher replying to the work that was sent replying at quarter to seven in the evening with feedback um, shows how bloody hard they must be working when you consider the fact that um, he's also he's looking after key workers during the day um, in their class and dealing with remote learning um, so the fact that an email is coming back at 6:45, hats off to Mr Aylett um, and likewise lots of other teachers around the country teachers absolute heroes not discussed enough especially in political circles about the job that they're doing if anything flock down one as i think i raised on a previous aob they get pelters a lot for what's perceived to be being like work shy if the complete opposite is true and um why they're still not on the list to be one of the first to receive the vaccination based on the job that they do and the kids that they're still having it even now is is a joke amen yeah, agreed. Um, Pat, bring us home. Not much to talk about for the reasons previously stated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> over New Year, Suzanne and I dug a pond. That was fun. My shoulder still hurt. Um, but we've had birds visiting it already. Someone keeps dropping caterpillars in it. I don't know where they're getting them from. <laughs> Good. More wildlife in the garden, the better. It's a little um, oasis that I see a lot more regularly at the moment because I'm looking out my window. Um, more frequently than I used to be. That's good. That's a good, yeah, good thing to do. I like that. I randomly saw a kingfisher yesterday, Pat. Cool. Uh, Not in a nature reserve, but um, just a random lake nearby that was walking around. You can't, it's quite a distinctive colour that just flew past. Yeah, that blue streak. But you know um, the shops at like Roaring Meg, just near the Stevenage football ground? There's a little yeah. scabby, tiny stream that runs in front of the harvester, and there used to be a kingfisher going up and down that on a fairly regular basis, which is just <laughs> miraculous how little they need to work with. They need educating about where they should go for nice nice places, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Evidently. Well, the pub opposite my house is the kingfisher. It's also quite nice. Nice. Well, not right now, I don't suppose. No, no. Very, very much shut. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. Yeah, long enough for you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no one's still listening at this point. 
Yeah. If you are still listening, send Adam a message saying, I'm still listening, baldy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you're sat in front of that light again. I have hair. I don't, I don't know where it's come from. <sighs> yeah, might be that was, that that was unnecessarily harsh. I apologise. <laughs> Never apologise. No, Never okay. Apologize. Right, we'll... Yeah, let's do this again next week when luckily we'll only have four games to, to preview and talk about. So enjoy Super Wild Weekend. <laughs>